You're listening to Shepherd and Sports Bite, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of Sports Bite. I'm your host, Tyler Maher, and with me in the studio today is Alex Mitchell. Alex, it's uh, been a fair while since you've been on Sports Bite. Uh, episode two was the last one. Uh, it's been a fair few since, so uh, I'm fresh. I'm ready to, uh, to chat all things sport. Been out in the paddock, and uh, do, do you reckon you're good first up? Or uh, you... no, 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 absolutely not. No, never great, but uh, certainly not good first up. But uh, we'll see what we can do. Uh, there's been uh, plenty going on, mate. Uh, a couple of your yarns in yesterday's paper uh, caught the eye. Uh, let's start with... Liam Edwards. There's been a, a documentary made about him uh, by a VCE student. Yeah, cool little project. Uh, VCE kids have to come up with. Um, well, meet, he's a media student. Uh, Brad Skidmore out at uh, St Mary of the Angels, uh, Nathalia. Um, yeah, just a really cool one. He's put together a ten minute doco. Just um, yeah, going through Liam's um, a really emotional story. Obviously, I'm suffering a, a very very bad car crash losing um, four fingers on his hand and and for, for Liam to be able to sort of come back and as we've seen this year you know win the um win an Australian title at the uh, at the road nationals and uh, what Brad's done he's put together a, a, you know he's gone in depth with the parents uh, and Liam and, and really talked through um yeah just a, a horrific incident in the first place and and then how uh, I suppose a family and, and particularly Liam have been able to, to bounce back and uh, turn it, well, not into a positive, but, you know, really rebound strongly. And uh, I think it was a, a fantastic piece and people should um, check it out. Uh, I'll just uh, refer to my notes here, but uh, you can find it on YouTube uh, if you just search To Hell and Back VCE Media Sat. It's a um, fantastic little piece. Yeah, it's great work from a uh, VCE student. We might get him uh, to yeah. put some of our stuff together, Actually, I reckon. That's, that's, we'll talk about that off air, but that's a good idea, actually. And uh, speaking of big names, Gary Ablett Jr., not many bigger at the moment after no. his retirement, and there's a local or former local connection to his uh, autobiography. Yeah, a pretty well-known figure around town, I'm told, Wes Cusworth, a former um, Shipney Sports editor, uh, has some sort of connection. He actually taught Gary Ablett and, uh, and Gary's uh, three siblings in year 10, or when Gary was in year 10, and uh, they've been able to reconnect in recent years, and uh, Wes has actually ghostwritten um, Gary's autobiography, which uh, came out this week, and uh, yeah, fascinating, obviously, as you said, um, one of the more interesting characters in Australian football, I guess, uh, in, in terms of that, what, what he's been through, his family connections and that sort of stuff, so yeah, really cool to have a bit of a local connection there. Yeah, certainly. And uh, on a more local note, the uh, Shepparton Swimming Club is uh, back in action in the outdoor pool at Aquamoves. They're very keen to be back out there and they've got uh, a couple of new presidents, uh, Stuart Shaw and his wife, Laura Smithers Shaw. Uh, they needed two people to fill uh, the role of Phil Guthrie because he did uh, so much work. Uh, I spoke to Stuart uh, and Laura a bit during the week. Yeah. I think credit to uh, Aquamoves and the council for getting this pool up and running by the start of October, which is at least probably six weeks ahead of schedule when we usually do it. So at least then we're able to have the swimmers in the water and the public in the water and the shepherd and crops as well are able to train here as well. So that's been a huge uh, boost for everyone's well-being at the end of COVID. It really um, it was good to see everyone back in there and uh, the indoor uh, pool will be ready by the end of November, so sort of as restrictions ease enough to be able to use it properly anyway, it, it should be ready, and uh, the outdoor pool's looking good, so they're uh, ready for summer. Did you jump in for a swim? Nah, I uh, I did not, but uh, I might soon, actually. It uh, It's getting a bit warm. It is, it certainly is. <laughs> uh, uh, someone else I uh, spoke to this week uh, out at Tally Garupna was 
Dean Jones, the the president out there, they've signed Mitch Sidebottom ahead of their maiden uh, GVBD Division One campaign, and um, he was very excited for um, having three sides as well. We had a, a, a goal at the end, at the, at the start of the year, to to win Division Two. And if we could pinch Division Four, that would be just a, a really good uh, thing for the club because when you when you go up, obviously two to one is uh, good, but the gap between one and four, we wanted to make sure it wasn't too big. So to win Division Four as well, really that that was the aim. You know, two was the major one to get into Division One, but now to get both of them winning and get up into Division Three and now out of Division Five. Yeah, so they've got three sides now. Mid side bottom on board. Uh, it should be a great. Uh, season out there for Tally and uh, it should be a good season in the Alan Matheson Shield all around. There's been plenty happening at every club and I'm sure uh, people can catch a season preview in the, the Shep News next week. What, what chance Tally wins uh, Div 1? Uh, well, I'd, I'd still say Shep Golf is the team to beat. Obviously, five-time reigning Premier. Yeah, always going to be hard to beat. But uh, they've also picked up Connor and Mac Truen from East Shep, so... It's uh, they're, they're two fairly big additions to a side that already has plenty of big names. Yeah, sounds like it. But, uh, yeah, in, in terms of uh, other sport, the uh, and District Tennis Association is uh, rolling. We're not far away from Cricket Shepparton, uh, Goulburn Murray Lawn Tennis Association. Little Ass is back this Saturday. It's everything's starting to happen. It's, uh, it's good to see. It is. It's, a, it's an exciting time of year, I suppose. Normally, we're actually uh, already into the uh, the summer sports, but I suppose after what we've been through this year, uh, really exciting to see uh, you know faces uh, across the region getting getting back out on the sporting field. Certainly, and uh, thanks for joining us in the studio, Alex. We're going to go around the grounds now, so we'll uh, we'll leave that there with you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sports bite around the grounds. On the line with me now from Echuca is Andrew Johnston. Uh, AJ, what's uh, happening up there near the Murray River? A lot's going on up here near the Murray River at the moment. Tyler, obviously, we've had the good news that, as you guys have over in Shepparton, mind you, that the Ring of Steel is coming down in a couple of weeks. So now we're hopefully looking forward to the New South Wales government announcing that the border restrictions will be cut off in the next couple of days, hopefully, so that we can start heading back into New South Wales, which obviously is pretty important when half of your community is in New South Wales. Certainly. It's no good for Gladys to be worrying about the Queensland border when she's uh, holding the uh, the Murray River shut for now, isn't it? it, it it's a weird little one. We've had that said to us by a lot of people during the week. A lot of politicians have got on board saying, well, that's a bit critical, isn't it, to be going so hard at Queensland when you're not letting Victoria in? And, uh, you know... It's an interesting point that they make. Leave it at that. Yes, very true. We are here to talk sport. Uh, what uh, what else is going on that probably opens up a lot of uh, good things for the local sporting competitions, doesn't it? It does. You guys over in Shepparton have had sports petering over the last couple of weeks. Obviously, the weather hasn't always agreed with you. But this week, we have sports. The Pampassi Valley Bowls Division is back this week. It's an exciting time for everyone. Bowls, obviously, that competition didn't finish their season last year. It got cut off the week of the grand final when we had the first set of restrictions trying to come out. But now people get to get back out on the greens and actually compete against each other, which will be fantastic. That's going to be very exciting. And apart from really sharing a mat and a jack, uh, bowls can be you know, done with plenty of social distance, so it's uh, it's good that it's able to get back out there. Uh, a little bit of a new-look competition. Uh, I know Daniloquin's um, running their own pennant comp, but other than that, mostly the same as last year? 
most of the same as last year, which means that we're probably going to be looking at the same kind of competitors. Moama will again be strong. Achuka will always be strong. Tongala last year, particularly in the men's pennant, made a massive charge, which not a lot of people saw coming, but they were a fantastic team all season. So you can probably expect a bit of strong performance out of them as well. It was it was a good year of bowls last year. We, unfortunately, as I said, didn't get to see who was going to win the premiership. So a few people will be wanting to make a statement saying, you know, that premiership did belong to us, whether we got awarded it or not. Certainly. Also this week, the uh, the Spring Carnival is uh, kicking off. Obviously not many crowds down there. Well, none at all, apart from those to keep it running. But achuka uh, has got some races as well. We do. Um, as we had Gary Armstrong on last week on Sports Bites talking about the Cup Carnival coming up, Achuka will be the only country race course in Victoria to hold Cup Day races this year. This is obviously, this is in a weird way, it's probably bigger than the Achuka Cup for uh, a usual spring season. More crowds usually get in, there's a bit more money flying through the CAB. Those crowds aren't going to be there this year, but with no other major racing across Victoria, it's going to be the centre of attention for a lot of people. The races never clash with the ones that are going to be happening at Flemington, so there's a bit of extra racing people can be paying attention through throughout the day, and they'll be keeping all their eyes on Echuca as a result of it. And if they're not watching the races at Echuca, they might be uh, listening to a bit of trade radio. There's uh, plenty happening, and a few local uh, names have, have come up so far this week. I got to Wednesday this year before I finally clicked on trade radio. I'm normally a turn it on as soon as I get out of bed and leave it on until the end of the day. So I was pretty proud of myself to get to day three without listening to any of it this year. Uh, former Carlton Swiss manager Stephen Silvani has been a part of one of the afternoon segments on Trade Radio this year, and he had a bit to say about Brody Kemp, who he actually drafted last year, pulling off that nice little draft night trickery with a couple of other clubs in pushing and getting an extra couple of picks for Carlton in the first round. He's talking about young Brody Kemp, who missed this season, obviously, with a knee injury, but he said that he's clearly going to be a real player. He was really excited by what he had to offer, and while he didn't get to play this year, they were really impressed by the way he handled himself around the football club. He went up with the Carlton side into the hub, and he was doing things like running for the reserve team in the scratch matches and doing all his rehab around the group instead of staying in Melbourne because he wanted to be a part of that Carlton team and to stay around the group and really getting himself into the culture. But the other thing that Silvani spoke about was Ollie Wines. And as Tyler, you probably remember, a lot of our listeners might remember, late in trade period last year, there became a little bit of a rumour circling that Ollie Wines might be headed back to Victoria and that Carlton were the team who were going to be taking a look at him. And Silvani as much confirmed that this week by saying that there was an offer, there was talks between Wines' people and Calden about getting Ollie Wines back to Victoria. Unfortunately, depending on how you see it, it's potentially very good for Ollie considering he got to nearly play in the grand final this year, but it got to very late in the trade period. Calden, as you know, went down to the wire with the Tom Papley trade. They had to get a lot of trades done on the last day, so in the end it just came too late for them. They weren't able to get Ollie Wines through the door, but Ollie Wines rebounded this year, had a fantastic season for Port Adelaide and will probably be there next year now. Yeah, certainly there's always a few links. Um, I know Will Shepparton's Will Brody's one that's always uh, linked back to Victoria, but he's got a two-year deal uh, still to run with Gold Coast. So, you know, there's always talks, and uh, it, it is uh, almost the best part of the year, the silly season. But, um, no, it's uh, it's great to hear those insights. And uh, there's been a bit of uh, player movement going on 
in the local leagues as well. Uh, Shepherd and Bears have snared one of uh, Achuke United's finest. They have young Tanner Edwards, who was the rising star of Achuke United's netball, is on her way over to the Bears. She was going to be back at the Eagles in 2020, unlike a lot of her teammates. Obviously, as was reported at the time, there was a bit of an exodus from Achuke United after the 2019 Premiership for a number of reasons. Tanner was planning to stay around. Now she's heading off to the GBL, and you and I have both seen a fair bit of GBL netball, Tyler. You know how good the quality is. It is an extra step up from the Murray League. It produces players as good as, say, Al McDonald, who's been performing pretty well in the Super Netball of late. That's the kind of quality that it can produce. So for a player like Tanner, who is a fantastic player, has a lot to offer any side, it's going to be great to see her make that jump over to a a next grade of netball and see what she can offer to another team. Yeah, she's excited. Uh, I had a chat to her this week, and um, her progression with her netball has been really clear, taking another step up every year. She was the league rising star in 2018 and then, um, you know, won almost everything she could uh, in terms of individual accolades as well as the premiership in, in 2019 with the Eagles. And uh, she's she's still, um, you know, she's still not excited to leave the Eagles, but she's just as equally excited to, to test herself at GVL level. So it should be great to, to have her on board uh, down here in Shepparton and we'll see uh, how, how much of an impact she makes when everyone gets back on the court. But uh, It's also going to be very interesting from the other perspective this year. As I said, from that premiership side in 2019, there's very few people actually left in Chuki United now. So they'll go into a premiership defence Possibly with a completely new look lineup and a completely new side trying to build back towards that position. And that's going to be really interesting to watch how that plays out for all fans of the Murray League to see a premiership team who probably don't get any respect as a favourite now. Yeah, it certainly will. And uh, I know they had a couple of strong lower grade sides. Uh, I believe their B grade side made the grand final as well. So uh, they did have plenty of depth there, but uh, it's whether they can uh, find that, that, that cream on top, I suppose. Absolutely. Certainly. Well, thanks very much for joining us uh, all the way from Echuca, mate, and uh, we'll uh, we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me, Tyler. Talk to you soon. Sports Bite Around the Grounds. On the line with me now from Benella is Meg Saltry. Meg, uh, how's it going? Good, good thanks. Yeah, beautiful day here in Benella. So. It's, uh, it's quite nice here in Shepparton too, actually, and uh, I suppose in terms of sport, uh, what's been going on down uh, near the end side? Yeah, well, we had a, um, a really good story um, come out um, in the news this week. Uh, we had basically the Benalla Golf Club um, held their Open Men's Championship uh, final on Sunday. And um, we kind of got in touch with one of the, um, the guys vying for that. Um, he has a really inspiring story um, that he's, he's currently fighting terminal stage four bowel cancer, um, which is spread to his bones. Um, but we yeah, had a chat to him and um, I guess making that final was um, really something that he, he said he'd always wanted to do and it was kind of like a lifelong dream to, to be able to make that. Um, basically said, you know, he just wanted to prove to himself, his family, his friends um, that, you know, you can achieve um, anything that you, you want to if you don't give up. So, um, yeah, he, he he didn't win in the end, but um, I think, yeah, it was just a great story to kind of um, to put out there and, and that the message that he, he had to, um, yeah, everyone in Benalla, so 
Yeah, we certainly send our best to uh, Paul Griffith and uh, hopes he, he, he keeps fighting uh, on and off the golf course. And uh, in terms of other news, there's some cricket uh, coaching appointments. Yeah, so we, a few of our lower grades obviously are, they've, haven't been able to play in the last couple of weeks just with the rain, but um, our A-grade um, men's side is, is supposed to be kicking off their season this um, this Saturday after having the bye last week. And um, just found out that they've appointed, um, I guess, one of the more experienced players as, as the captain this year, so Greg Hoisted, um, basically one of the opening batsmen, and he has a, a long history in the game, um, plenty of experience, just 40 years um, playing and captaining clubs across um, northeast Victoria. Um, I was, I was given a kind of a message from that from the club's president to ask him about um, his time playing against the West Indies, and he kind of went into that um, that he was able to um, play with Vic Country against them back in the in the eighties. Faced um, quite a few balls from Courtney Walsh, who understands um, has over five hundred Test wickets uh, with the Indi- uh, West Indies. So um, he, said, he said that that was a really good experience. So I think. A lot of that, um, his background um, playing cricket is going to go really well with leading this team. It's a very young team, and that's kind of the, the how he ultimately saw his role um, this year is, is developing those young younger guys coming up into the club. We've won a few um, the past two under sixteen premierships um, at the Bushies, and so that there's about five or six players um, who are going to come up and play a bit more um, A grade cricket this year. So. Um, he's really keen to see what those guys can do and, and where they take the club um, in the next five years. It's so. certainly uh, good to say you've been able to face more than one ball from uh, someone like Courtney Walsh and, and stick around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I struggled to uh, face more than one in, in the local C, C and D grade cricket uh, over here. So it's uh, that's good as a country cricketer. But uh, speaking of country cricket, the uh, Seymour District Cricket Association is uh, about to get uh, up and rolling. Yeah, so uh, this, this Sunday is the big day. Um, all, all, all three senior uh, grades are going to be playing A, B, and C with the juniors to follow in a couple of weeks. But um, yeah, I, I um, was able to speak to I guess all the clubs over the um, over the association in the past week, and I guess the big news coming out of this one is um, the A grade competition is going to go from six to eight teams, um, with Alexandra and Pylong um, making the step up. So I think uh, with it moving from a um, a mixture of one and two day fixes to just a solely one-day fixture this year. It kind of um, suited those two teams to be able to come up and play. Um, they've been, I guess, probably in that top four team teams in the in the B grade. So, uh, Pylong has won, you know, a few in the last five years in that B grade. So, they're definitely the two that stand out to, to make that step up. So, and again, speaking to all the clubs, I think everyone's really excited to make it a little bit more competitive. Um, this year, you know, when, when you're facing six, te- when a six teams, I guess, in the comp, the fixture rolls over really quickly. So you're facing the same guys, you know, but maybe three to, three weeks down the track. So everyone was saying, you know, it would be just really good to, yeah, to, to face the new blokes, see, um, and, and just see where that takes it. And I think as well, like, um, it will be a pretty even competition, um, this year as well. So Tala Rook and Yay have been really the two teams that have, um, been the ones to beat in the last couple of years. So Yay's the uh, reigning one-day champion and, and Talaluk's the reigning two-day champion. But uh, they've lost a couple guys, um, particularly Jack Smith-Williams at Talaluk. He's uh, basically probably the best stats, and I, I would say, in the competition, and he's not playing this year. So um, I think that that uh, will make the competition a little bit more level, and um, it will really be um, anyone's game, I think, this year. So. 
certainly sounds like uh, everyone's really keen to get started. Hopefully we don't get any more rain again on Saturday. Uh, happy for it to rain the other six days of the week, but if we could just hold off on Saturday, that, that'd be really great, wouldn't it? Yes, fingers crossed, fingers crossed. Well, thanks very much for joining us again this week, Meg. Uh, we'll speak to you soon. All right, thanks, guys. Cheers. Sports Bite Around the Grounds. And that is all we have time for this week on Sports Bite. Thanks for joining us again, and we'll speak to you next week. That was Shepparton Sports Bite, brought to you by McPherson Media Group.